checking out episode 21, a podcast about what to eat, watch, read, and listen to. I'm Eric. I'm Jason. So, this week, I'm going to apologize in advance to all of our listeners, because there's going to be a lot of audio interference, because we're once again doing a food episode. Yeah. So we uh, decided this week to bring, we're each bringing in a drink uh, that we wanted to sort of introduce the other person to, and two... What we characterize as like small bite food items, um, but mine are sort of like, I've got sort of one starter, one side, and one dessert. That's how uh-huh. I ended up doing it. I In love the, the starter. Yeah. Everybody loves starter. Well, you're going to especially love this starter. Yeah. I got a surprise for you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Now, before we get into that, so what's going on? Um, I, you know, I just was running around the neighborhoods, like, got here Forgot my computer. Had to run back home to get it. Do you ever get the feeling that every, that you can move like twenty times faster than every single person around you? Sometimes I definitely. When I first moved here from Chicago, I thought people here were insane. Right? Because you have to adjust to. There's a different pace to this city than there is to a, like a true big city like L.A. or Chicago or New York. There is, and I haven't. I, it's I haven't gotten there yet. I've been here for four years. You think I'd figure it out? But. I'm just, I just feel like, and it's not only, yeah, it's just everywhere. Like, how long is it going to take you to check out on this freaking supermarket checkout yeah. line? Oh. Are you shitting me? How, where, is this the first time you reach for your credit card in like a month? You don't know, it's, it's so hard to find it. Like, right. I can be in and out of shit so fast. I'm burrito, boom. And like, whatever yeah. I'm doing, I can do it so fast, <laughs> man. Yeah. Um, Whether that's good or not is, yeah. I mean, yeah. like I need to just fly through life and yeah. do you, you could argue both ways, but you got a lot of shit to do. Shit I got a lot of do. shit to do. Places to go, people to see, podcasts to record. I got to be places. And you slow motherfuckers are in my way. That's right. I mean, we're talking about a man who gets three haircuts in two weeks. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, this is the level I'm operating on. Exactly. You know, that shit doesn't happen by being lazy. Like that's, you need to make right. appointments. You got to get there. You got to sit. Yeah, exactly, man. So I gotta say pulling onto my street the last couple nights. So we're in like the height. We probably crested over the height of fall and we're on the downside where most of the trees are, have shed like the majority of their leaves. But you pull onto the street and there's like, one side, there's a tree that's red and green. On the other side, there's a tree that's, like, yellow and bright orange. And they sort of arc and come together over the street. And you're, like, driving through this amazing canopy of, like, brightly colored trees. And it looks like a fucking Just Matisse a painting or something. Yeah, it's it's unreal. It's so, such a gorgeous part of the year. It is amazing. Yeah, and now I feel like an ass because all I'm doing is staring at I'm on my whole life. This amazing canopy of beautiful foliage. And I'm just like... Fuck! What's wrong with you? Why are you so slow? Um, No, I've been, I've been, I honestly have been like reveling in it too. It's amazing and so bright. And there's, there's still, yeah, most of it has blown off, but the ones that are holding on are still kind of full. Yeah. You've either got it all, you got nothing at this stage. So tell me about this. You you came in, you asked my opinion on your jeans. My opinion was they look good. Oh, yeah. I I love the dark denim, the dark wash denim. And you said that uh, your your wife got you these jeans for 45 bucks. Oh, no. Yeah, I bought these for 45. Oh, you did? Okay. These dungarees. Yeah. So these are, I honestly don't remember the name. Can you read that? Kennedy? The, the Kennedy? Kennedy? The Kennedy? Yeah. Superior fitting quality. Um, 
Where did you get them from? Listeners, I said, if you got that yeah. was a video camera, been <laughs> <laughs> a bad angle. Um, so you know that um, I love. I was just in San Francisco, yeah. and I love that spot Rolo on Ninth and oh, Howard. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, so he's got one in the Castro, but that one on Ninth and Howard is um, kind of like the spill-off, so everything's yeah. Yeah, yeah. Crazy Eddie slashing prices. Oh, really? But here's the thing. These were not on sale. So this company, the Kennedy, I'm pretty sure that's the name of the company, they're made in Los Angeles. They have they bought a loom, and they're making their own denim. And they're at, for some, I don't know how they do it, oh. but they're just, they, they're, they're like, bucks. we're going to find a price point that's just going to fucking... Rocket, you know, wow. and I'll I'll say this: they look all right, but not the most comfortable jeans I ever wore. Okay, but maybe you can break them in. Maybe yeah. I don't know, but yeah, yeah. what the hell, huh? Forty five bucks. Forty five dollars. That's hard to complain. Look at me, yeah. Um. So I mean, when before you were coming over, I I'm like three quarters of the way through. There's this movie that. I think this is the first time Netflix has done this. They came out, they released, simultaneously released a movie in the theaters and on Netflix at the same time. It's a new Netflix original. It's called Beasts of No Nation. It's got Idris Elba in it. He plays the sort of commander of this, like, childhood rebel army. And it follows this uh, boy, Agu, whose uh, family's killed by the um, government. You know, the government's fighting with these rebels. They come into these villages... They're trying to, like, stay and sort of protect their homes and protect their village, and the government just assumes, decides that they're rebels and shoots all the men. And he runs off into the forest and gets away and ends up, like, joining up with this rebel army and becoming a soldier in this rebel army. And Jesus. it's all about, like, the sort of warlords in West Africa and all the, like, child armies and the fightings and stuff. It is really good. And, so You know, I've seen just the... Um... The headline, like the, you know how the the top of the site yep. will yeah, page yeah. through. I've seen that. Yeah. That's all. So I've seen the name and I saw a picture. But... So and uncharacteristically, uh, one of the top execs at Netflix said it's only been out for a week, maybe two weeks, and they've had three million people watch it already. For so. fuck's sake. Um, so yeah, I it's think just getting a, really good it's pickup. a feature. It's a feature, feature length. Feature length. Yeah, it's got Idris wow. Elba and a bunch of like African actors that. I'm sure maybe they're you know recognizable actors in their own countries, but good call. Yeah. Oh, really nice. good. All right. It's definitely worth checking out. Oh, that's great. Yeah, I'll check that out this weekend for sure. Cool. All right. So should, should we get we... into the food? Let's get into it, man. Let's do it. Yeah. Who's where do we start? Like, well, let's start with since we already started sipping on it. Yes. Um, I brought uh, a sparkling wine. That is, it's kind of recently become, uh, come back into vogue. Um, there's two varietals. I think they're kind of uh, from the same. They're made from an ancestral method of making sparkling wine. So this goes back, predates champagne. I talked about it, I think, on the, on the last, yeah, maybe did. two podcasts ago. Yeah. Uh, for 20, I was going to bust it out for our 20th Yeah, that's episode. what it was. Yeah. Uh, so Petnet stands for Petulant Naturel. Uh, it's an old school, less invasive way of making wines. They're not putting any sulfites in. Um, it's got a little less sugar because originally the, some of the corks were popping. Um, it's really hard to find. There aren't that many people producing it. The Loire Valley is like where it's mostly being revived sure. right now in yep. France. Um, where I got, um, there's, a. uh, 
a bottle from this winemaker called uh, Le Caprides or Le Capride. Um, I got it from Chamber Street Wines in New York, which, by the way, is just an amazing wine store. If there are any wine lovers listening to the podcast, if you go to chamberstwines.com, you can uh, browse everything that they have. And they have um, a good selection of both Pet Net and Pet Sec, which is another sort of similar varietal of these kind of old school uh, ancestral method sparkling wines. Very cool. So I recommend those. So what do you think? Oh, I love it, man. And now hearing that um, it uses a method that is developed to to be completely unobtrusive, yep. it sounds like the, the idea is to just let that grape yes, juice do it's what it's going to do. Na- the natural. It's like, a re- yeah, it's really interesting because it's bright and smooth. It doesn't have kind of that. Well, yeah, no, it puts it in another light now that I know that yeah. because, yeah, there's like, it is bright, smooth, slightly, it's smaller bubbles in champagne, and yep. not nearly as, as fizzy and carbonated, but it's there, even, it's almost like a vino verde, but a bit smaller. That's true, that, that is actually um, a, a very good Level reference. Fizz, right. Um, because it kind of has that brightness. The freshness of a, of a, um, a vino verde. Of a vino but verde. it's way more complex, there's some sort of bitter fruit, and I don't know, there's yeah. a better word than It tastes like, like really... Um, just on the edge of ripe, ripe, like green grapes. Fucking hell. And as with most of these, we tend to serve them too cold. So you poured this, this has been out of the fridge for probably 20 minutes now in a glass and it's perfect right now. Now you can really taste it. Yeah. You know, anything too cold, you can't taste shit. Um, that's true. Actually. I'm pr- gonna about to make my. I'm about to eat my hat on that one because I'm about to serve something very cold. <laughs> um, but this is lovely, and uh, you found it at a restaurant originally. Uh, yeah, or you had it at a restaurant. I, I had and that's a, what, how you got turned. I had on. it at a restaurant, and then my friend Kevin, who is like a big wine guy. I'm not a, a massive wine guy. I'm like, I mean, a lot of times if we're going to dinner with people and someone passes around a wine list, like I'm. The most knowledgeable person at the table. You're pretty knowledgeable as well. Yeah, I'm all right. Um, but I'm not like a wine not guru cool. or anything like that. But uh, my friend Kevin is really into he like studies wine, seeks out all these different. He's especially good at Italian and French. Um, so he often turns me on to varietals that I've never had before. That's and the best. He's man. the one who pointed me towards uh, Chamber Street wines and oh really sent me okay. a link and I bought a half case of this Le Capri or uh, Le Caprides. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can tell this is the um, the pet sec. Um, uh, yes, and yeah. you can tell, and this is dry. This is super yeah, dry. Is. And uh, the one that we Which had is so nice, the, right? um, love that. The one that we had at the one. French Bistro in New York was actually the other one, the pet nat. Uh huh. And is, and did you find that to be a little sweeter? A uh, little bit sweeter, yeah, but still, still like similarly smooth. So it's interesting to like. Think about the way they make champagne and how it must age over time, and ha- like adding those sulfites in to get that additional. Fizz That's and an amazing, pop. man. That's amazing. That is really great. I'm getting that for sure. Yeah, it's good. I've been meaning to kind of look around at some of the more sort of uh, robust wine shops here that have large, kind of a large selection, and see if any of them have anything locally. Because it would be great to find something locally. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if. Any place locally here compares with a place like this Chamber Street Wines, because a lot of them are importing yeah. directly themselves. They're not even going through third parties. Yeah. Hennepin Lake, um, people really love the wine selection there. Um, Rob goes there. Um, Certix. 
Yep. 44th in uh, France, France, France 44. Yeah. That place like has that got place. a good selection. Yeah. His prices are kicking the ball, so it's pretty. Yeah, that, they're, they know where they're located. They're, they know. They're just, they know. Oh, they're doing milking it. Milking that Adina teat. Dude, all those rich, <laughs> rich are. inner suburbanites. Oh, they're doing it, man. And yeah. they're winning. It's yeah. They're doing it for sure. They got a really good cheese selection oh, there, too, at that place, too. It's fantastic, yeah. Um, I go there with Jack and eat in that little uh, oh, deli yeah, there. in the deli. It's, it's all windows, and you get sun, and he can run around a little bit because there's usually nobody in there. Right. Sit there and have lunch with him, nice. get a couple things. Yeah, it's, it's a killer That's place awesome. to just bring a kid yeah. for lunch. Good one. All right, man. You all ready right. Yeah. Um, for I, my cocktail? I'm, I'm totally ready. All right, so um, mine... Actually, did you finish? No, you didn't. I'm glad we. Um, I'm glad we drank your beverage selection first because mine is not nearly as fucking sophisticated. Um, That's all right. This is, and the reason I chose it is, um, it's, it's my go-to drink. Like whenever, like I step to a bar and. You know, and you're d- doing whatever, and somebody's, you know, you're talking to somebody, or you're thinking, or whatever, when everybody, anyone's like, what's your, what are you having? What's your drink? And you, you're like, uh, um, it's just, I'm having a, a, a vodka up. Hmm. So, it's usually Stoli up, is, right. uh, Stoli up nice. is what I love. Um, and I've had, of course, all the vodkas. I mean, I haven't gotten too crazy into craft vodka. Right. But this vodka, um... Everyone by now has heard of because they've been huge in the last five years. The Tito's. Tito's. Yeah. Right? So this is a um, vodka made in Austin. That is a serious jug of vodka, my friend. That's the handle. Yeah, yeah. that's how you do it. That's the... That's a, what, is, what is that? It's like a three liter? 175. Oh, nice. Almost two. Yeah. That's the 175. What is a, for... what is a almost two liters of Tito's running? $26. That's a good deal. That's a fucking great deal. Are you kidding me? It's a fantastic deal. Um, I lost track there. It was boring. Um, but, so here's the thing. I mean, everybody loves a deal, but I'm, you know, luckily I'm middle-aged now, and I can afford to buy the kind of booze I want to drink. Yeah. And I still choose this a lot. Wow. Um, and I've been, I am having a hard time... Moving off of it? Yeah, man. Um, it's like this, you know. And like I said, Stolichnaya. Always drink Stoli. I love it. Um, and all the others, too, are great, you know. Right. Grey Goose is great. They're all great. Let's yeah. face it, there's not a ton of, like, this isn't like a scotch. I don't care what any vodka. I'm a vodka. I'm, I'm a, this is my drink. Yeah. But I'm not going to sit here and tell anybody that it has the layers of flavor yeah. that a that scotch does. Right. It doesn't. I, uh... Something about the clean, the clean, and the buzz is good, like, it hits you nice, and kind of quick, um, and it doesn't get you, I don't know. All right, my friend. Cheers. Salute. Cheers. That's nice. That's really nice. Not nice. Yeah, I mean, I would say that's as smooth as like a Belvedere or a fucking what? It, what's the? There's there's Grey Goose, Grey Goose, Belvedere. Belvedere. Is Chopin. there Chopin? Chopin. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah, people Chopin. like Chopin, yeah. um, which I personally don't. Um, Before I like fully switch my allegiance to gin from vodka to gin, I was drinking Hanger One. 
That's great. That? Yeah. that actually is one of my faves. I love Hangar One. That's it's a rare vodka that you can drink straight. I mean, it helps that you shook it over ice. That's that's nice. Yeah, I also I drink it probably just as often over ice. Um, right. But I prefer it like this. Um, and it's one of those things where you kind of, um, you don't want to, it's a drink that you like, you'll drink, I'll drink one and then I'll have a couple sparkling waters yeah. or something and then another. Cause you can't drink it slow. You're not sipping this. Yeah. So it's it warm. It kind of sucks, you know? Yeah. Um, can I, can I give us a little something spicy to have along with our vodka? <gasps> Please do. <laughs> Please, please do. So this is this is the aforementioned surprise. So I've got something a little special that um, goes back to a references back to a city that you and I have both lived in and a place that uh, restaurant that you and I have both loved. Yes. So hold on. What do you got? What do you got? Shut the fuck up! You're kidding me. Is this the real thing? Um. This is, I found the recipe online for... And you made it? And I made it last night. Shut for, up! And it tastes exactly like it. So, oh. I, uh, w- Jason and I both have lived in San Francisco, and we have a taqueria, or Al Farolito, at 24th and Mission that we really love. And particularly, yeah. at least 25% of the reason I love this place is because of this particular green... They have a very unique green tomatilla salsa. Um, it's not like other tomatilla salsas. It's fresh. The tomatillas aren't actually roasted, so it doesn't get that like deep green. It's like a bright, fresh green. Exactly. And they always did this thing where it had a very creamy texture because it has avocado, avocado in it. Yeah. And so I found online, I just Googled El Farolito green salsa, and someone, uh, there's a blog called Dinner Party that where this uh, woman or man, I'm, I should should couldn't tell from the blog entry, but basically deconstructed, did a bunch of tr- trial and error, and figured oh out God, how to so make good. the salsa. So give it a shot. Holy let, shit, let me know what man. you think. This is this is a nice fucking surprise. Wow! Holy shit, man! That's spot on. Yeah. <laughs> you know what it's got? Strong garlic. Um. And lots of um, lots of uh, acid, lots of lime, lots of lime juice, super yeah. limey. Yep, very limey. So, oh my god, yeah, you cracked the code, man. <laughs> well, I I wish I could say that I personally Actually, cracked I the code, right? Um, and the amazing thing, I love this salsa. It's like my favorite salsa in the world. It's so easy to make. Because you don't even have to cook anything. It's just putting a bunch of stuff into... It's a pound of tomatillos, um, two ounces of cilantro after the stems, two avocados, two jalapenos, two and a half limes juiced, um, some water, some cumin, some black pepper and salt. Um, okay. And uh, that's about God, that's it. That's really good. I can't believe you got this, man. Yeah. Killer, this is awesome. <laughs> I've, I, I made a vat of it last night, so I have a container of it for you to take home. Oh, yeah, so, I don't know if Beth is similarly oh, loves it. She does. But, she, yes. She will freak out. This is so good. And, of course, I'll give you the recipe as well. But yeah, man. It makes me so happy. Like, this morning I woke up. Because last night I was like... Even when I was making it, I didn't quite believe it. I was right. like, 
how close it's going to be like an approximation. Yeah. And I don't think they use that is spot on. Granted, they probably don't use a food processor to do theirs at El Farlito because you can use sometimes fine chunks still of avocado. Like they're probably yes. hand mashing it or something. Yeah. They're hand macerating it or something. Um, but this gets that creaminess though from yeah. that avocado. Yeah. That is so good. Yeah. It's really good. I use massive jalapenos. Like, the next thing I'll probably do different next time is, like, use some more regular-sized jalapenos or even cut down to one if I want the girls to eat it. Because yeah. right, right now it's, like, a mild leaning towards hot. I even yeah. I even put, like, a, a little extra lime juice and stuff to try to cut the heat down a little bit because it was really... I will say it mellowed overnight in the fridge as well. Yeah, so, that'll so happen, that's a yeah. good tip. Yes, it um, will mellow. So it'll mellow out a little bit, but... That is I mean, so good. Man, I it's love right it on, when right? people um, break down a recipe like that from a restaurant. Hey, did you ever eat at the Burma Superstore? I don't think so. Killer, super popular Burmese spot um, in San Francisco on, like, 9th Avenue or some Clement or... I forget what the fuck it is. It's out in the avenues. And, um, and they have a famous... Um, salad called the rainbow salad and it's a it's this burmese style salad which it means you put it it's got like 30 different items that all get mixed together and it's this unbelievable thing somebody broke it down and did the same for a samosa nice. soup that they serve that is oh, wow. that is addictive so wow. i got so psyched when i saw that well that was killing me all right let's <laughs> let me move on let's move on um so i'm gonna go to um, something that I've talked about before as well. Um, this is not it. So I made a batch of kale soup and, um, as I've, you know, as I mentioned before, for anybody that's never had kale soup, it is a Portuguese standard. Um, it's made with linguiça, kale. Yeah. Nice. So does every Portuguese family kind of have their own variation? Yeah. That's kind of the... That's definitely the deal. This is obviously my family's. Right. Um, the only um, the only thing I'll say, and this isn't a mea culpa or anything, or a, like a I'm not trying to back out. This is good, but the linguista in this is very particular, and it's not the like the classic linguista flavor. Um, this one is smoked, and linguista is never smoked. Okay. Um, but I thought you would still... I'm, For sure, I mean, I'm stoked. You would dig it. Can't wait to try this. It's also, I think, you may be a bit towards your palate, because you love smoked I things. I love smoked meat. So much. All right, so here you go. i got a spoon for you here. Thanks. I love these hearty stews with, like, the big yeah, pieces right? of vegetables and stuff in it. So awesome. Yeah. Not much to it. I mean, this is not a complex sort of thing, right? It's like, I make this, and I make this, I make this at least once a month. So good, though. It's good, right? It's great. Super good. I love it. Oh, good. I'm glad. Yeah, it's comfort food, but it's healthy, you know? I mean, aside from the fucking... Right. (laughs) Aside from the fucking processed pork sausage... So this is, it's traditionally made with kale. Mm-hmm. So the Portuguese were way ahead of their time on the whole kale superfood thing. Yeah, yeah, they were. 
we would, as with many things in my culture, my culture, please, fucking white American. Yeah, this is linguine I got at Whole Foods, which, like I said, it's not. Um, what it, the, the best approximation that I can get here is a like from like a gourmet shop, like a gourmet a uh, a, a Spanish chorizo, mm-hmm. the cured one that's kind of small and really hard. Okay, that works really well because um, it. It's so cured and it's so hard. It works well in a in a soup because it um, you know when you let when you let it um, cook for a while, like all those heavy spices kind of leach out into the into right. the broth. So break it down. How do you make a how do you make the soup? Trinity, onion, celery, carrot. Sweat it down. Garlic. Sweat it down. Um. And then a shitload of kale. It's one of those things like spinach that kind of yep. disappears once it hits the pan. Not as much as spinach, but it does cook way down. Shitload of kale, salt, pep, um, linguisa. Sorry, before the uh, before the kale, linguisa. Just to get it going a little bit. You don't have to cook it. It's already cooked. It's already cured. Um, and then uh, add the kale, stock, and that's it, man. Let it go. Potato. Two. Other right. people, my mom puts beans, she puts red mm. kidney beans, which I never liked in there. Just got in the way. All you want is linguisa. I grew up, the chili that my mom made growing up was always, like, only red kidney beans. So I have, like, a special place in my heart for, like, soups and chilies with red kidney oh, beans. Oh, no shit. Right. All right. Yeah. Well, yeah, there she is, man. All right. The kale so, soupish. My third is a dessert. Do you want to do your third one first, and then we finish with my dessert, or should we? Let's do that. Dig in. Yeah. No, okay. I'd like to. I'd like right. to do this. We've been doing it Course right it so out. far. Yeah. yeah, we've been doing it right. We did. We did some uh, couple drinks. Couple drinks. We had the nice wine first before we fucking blasted yeah. ourselves with and the we vodka. Did a, some salt chips and salsa. Fucking hey, man! To step into the soup course. So good. All right. So my next. My next trick, I got a batch, um, again, comfort food, I got a batch of my meatballs. Oh, damn. So, um, that this, again, not complex, it's one of those things where, um, like, go buy a standard, um, did you finish your soup? I did. Let me use the same bowl. Um, where, you know, you use the right process and do it correctly, mm-hmm. but with really good ingredients, and you can't right. miss one nice. kind of deals. So, um, the one thing that is not traditional about these is, um, you know, people will tell you that you got to do the, the the three, you got to do pork, beef, Excellent. and veal. Right. Um, and I've gone back and forth, and to be honest with you, I don't see the, I don't see veal bringing a lot of value. It's good, but you know you that's don't need really it. good. Yeah, you like that meatball? I like the sauce too. Yeah, that's I make myself. That takes that's a easy it easy as you can be um, tomato sauce. It, it's really good. Yeah, it's good, right? Um, all you do again: um, onion, celery, 
um, and carrot sweat it down, and then I get the whole San Marzano tomatoes. I crush those mm-hmm. in a bowl. My hand, I, the whole ones are the best. Get the whole ones and crush them yourself. And then um, is that sweetness coming from the tomato? Is that what it's from? The carrot. Oh, the carrot. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then I add the tomatoes in. You know, use good olive oil. And um, I oh, crushed red pepper before you add the tomatoes. Oh yeah. I get some nice peppers. Nice crushed red pepper. I use. Um, so then the the meatball, no secret, man. It's half. I get really good pork and I get really good beef and it's half and half. And then parsley, and I use a panade, which is um, bread that's been soaked in cream. Mm. So that keeps you wow, kind of binding and keeps you like, you know, it's good for the consistency, right? Yeah. Can never dry out with that. These are great. I mean. Glad you like them. I haven't like, you know. I wouldn't say I'm a meatball connoisseur. I get meatballs at like really nice Italian restaurants, and I've never had better meat. You know, these no, are no. I'll take the best challenge yeah. with anybody on the meatball. I make them. I make these a lot too, because everybody goes crazy for them. You can't miss. Yeah, it's easy. Cheese. I use nice cheese too. Nice hard cheese. Right. Parmigiano Reggiano or Romano, either yeah. one. What a. So are you, do you normally serve these on their own, or do you put them in with spaghetti? Mm-hmm. Or do you do like a meatball sandwich? No. Nope. Mm. Sandwich, yeah. So I serve it with good bread. You know. And you can just mash into it, eat the sauce and the meatball on the end of the bread. That's that's good. So good. With red wine. Yeah. Oh, that's man. a nice roll. These, I'm not going to lie, these are amazing. <laughs> oh man, I'm glad you like them. Yeah, I've been doing, I've been making these for for years, and um, yeah, those are a hit, man. So I, I feel, I feel a little bit. I mean, I brought the Alfire Little Salsa, so I feel like I've had a somewhat respectable showing. But my next one is no, no culinary feat. In fact, it's uh, I, I would solidly refer to it as a food hack. Yeah. So what I have here is, um, it's called a s'mores dip. So what you do is, you get a pan, you layer it with chocolate chips, and I think I, I, I put one thin layer in. If I had to do it over again, now that I've tried a little bit of this, I would actually probably stack like two layers. Sure. Or like a bunch, like fill the, definitely fill the bottom of the pan with like, maybe a, an inch. I mean, depending on how deep the pan is, of, of chocolate chips. You stack marshmallows, the big giant marshmallows on top. Stick it in the oven at 450. What's great is the the marshmallows get perfectly golden brown, and as soon as they're golden brown, you know to pull it out. Serve it with some graham crackers on the side. Bada boom, bada bing. <laughs> Ooh, that's so dip. smart. So this has cooled off a little bit, but why don't you <sighs> take the pan and really dig in there? And don't be don't be afraid to grab a big hunk of marshmallow. Yeah, there. I won't be afraid. Um, this is so such a good idea. Because um, s'mores are a pain in the ass. Like, you're never making them inside. You know? Like, like you were, you were saying before, like, the microwave is bullshit. They're best outside. Yeah. Right? For right. sure. On a campfire. But this lets you do it just one by one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's one of those, like... 
crazy things that it's the perfect mix of everything. The graham cracker, the marshmallow, and the chocolate. Fucking s'mores are the best. Yeah. I should say I used um, Toll House semi-sweet chips, and I think that it's a nice balance. It's not too sweet. Yeah. So, it's good. Yeah, the semi-sweet is the... That's what my mom always had. This is genius, man. This is going to be a... This is going to be a hit in my house because Beth always wants s'mores. It's so easy to and make. And she tries to do them, like, on the stove. Yeah. This is way Like, better. above the gas, on the gas, like, flame. And and that's, I, I've never even heard of anybody trying that before. This is a, yeah. the most ridiculous. I mean, it's not going to seem hot out of the oven. It's genius. It's been cooling off a little bit here, so it's even better hot out of the oven. So you get, oh, get a movie ready, fire this, you know, pull it out of the oven, set it in between you. Dip away, watch your movie. It's amazing. Walking Dead. I'm doing that for The yeah. Walking oh, Dead. Oh, yeah. Good one. Yeah, it's a, sp- a long Walking Dead this week. It's like an hour and a half for some reason. Is it really? Yeah. Christ. All right, have, have you? Have, did you see last week's? Yeah. Should we be talking about it? I don't know. I don't think we can. I don't know. Some, sometimes people don't watch the the seasons in real time, so. All right, yeah, 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 yeah. Be careful about, about spoilers. But... Anyway, um, as we were talking about, that this season is so living up to, like, to everything, right? It's been so good. In an hour and a half, this is only... Oh, they do that fucking horseshit where they split a season in half, don't they? They do four episodes and then... Are they doing that? I don't this, know. This might be a season finale, because they did an hour and a half to start the season, too. They did. Like... How many nearly feature-length films are you going to make in one season? Oh, my God. Right? It's been so good, though. It's been great, yeah. I know. It's been really good. Um, I've been enjoying the Rick Tatorship, too. Really? Yeah. It's, all these other people are stupid. It's, Rick just needs to take charge and tell him how to survive. What is it? I don't know what this is. Oh, people refer to this season as the Rick Tatorship. Oh. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, I think he's proven he's he's given his like he, he's paid his dues. Like at this point, yeah. if you don't want to listen to him, don't. At your own peril. At your own peril. Yeah. yeah, I mean, dude has been operating since day one. Yeah. Yeah. The dictatorship. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I never get into much of the collateral surrounding the show. You know, mm. I don't read anything about it. I don't watch the Talking yeah. Dead. I. I I've watched The Talking Dead a little bit. It's actually it's actually really good. Yeah, I've heard it's great. Um, yeah. And it's like the second most watched show on AMC. Uh, yeah. Which is crazy. It's like eight, Walking Dead is dominating the ratings across cable, and then they have the second most watched show is a show of people talking about The Walking Dead. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. It's not I mean, it's I, I don't mean the show's ridiculous, but the, that idea is never happened before. What, did they have the fucking Archie Bunker hour where everybody sits around and talks about him? For, no, yeah, this no. has never happened never, on never, TV ever. before. You know, I don't think you know. You know me. I'm constantly saying in this podcast, I never watch live TV anymore. I never. I basically only watch stuff like through a browser for the majority of stuff. I watch HBO Go. I watch like Comcast Xfinity on demand through the browser. I watch like most of my stuff on Hulu. I've actually been sitting down and watching live TV to watch The Walking Dead every week because I don't want to have to wait. Yeah. For it to come on demand, like, 24 hours later or whatever. Because everyone wants to talk about it at work. And, yes. And there's so many spoilers with that show, you don't want to oh, yeah. be the person so who's many. like, you know, 
X person got their face eaten off by a zombie or yeah. Rick shot X person in the head and right. ruins the show. You don't, yeah, you don't. In this past episode, um, again, with no spoiler here, I got fucking spoiled from a headline. Oh, seriously? Not even, like, there was no spoiler alert given. Like, the spoiler was in the headline. And I was like, are you kidding? I'm just scrolling through my feed and, and fucking spoiled. Sons of bitches. It's fucking good, though. Um, I've been trying to get... Um, I've been trying to make The Last Man on Earth be a good show. Mm. And it's not. I watched a couple episodes of that. People, mainstream America, loves the shit out of that show. Do they? Yeah. Really? I think it's hilarious. It's not good. It's not... I, I can't get into it. I wish it was good because I love Kristen Shaw. Yeah, me too. I love her. Main dude is not good. Um, yeah. And the show is just... Yeah, it's not good. They introduced, like, other people too soon, for one. Oh, okay. Yeah, I kind of saw that from, like, some images on Hulu or whatever. I only watched a couple episodes, then I bailed out. But it was an interesting kind of premise. It was interesting to see, because at first you're like, how far could they actually take this premise? Yeah, exactly. And yeah. and they seem to do okay, at least with the first season, but... Yeah, I, I guess. They, I haven't even gotten into the second season yet. I've seen pretty, I think, the entire first season. And it's just the first episode where... The show lives up to, like, it promises this fantasy of being, like, the last person in the world. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And you can go and do whatever you want. So, And you know it's a comedy, so you're expecting, like, to see a lot of really, like, clever shit, you know? He does the stuff, like, he goes around and gets, like, the Declaration of Independence, a bunch of famous art, you know? Just picks up shit all around the country and brings it back to his house in Arizona. Right. And he's just got, like, you know, a ton of shit around his house. But then, after 20 minutes of that, it's other people are involved. And right. you don't want no fucking spoiler. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Like, the spoiler alert here is, just don't fucking watch the show and go watch something else. <laughs> so I'm not even worrying about spoiling anything. You should be watching Fargo instead of that show. Fucking A. All yeah. day and twice on Sunday. That's right. Exactly. This is fun, man. Yeah, this, this is, is a super fun. Good one. This seems like a standard. We oh should, yeah, we, we got to start doing this. Yeah, we're we're doing this as a standard for sure. I can't believe that we. I mean, yeah, this is this is super fun. I'm looking forward to the next one. Cool. Maybe not as fun for people who can't partake, but hopefully, no, but we're, hopefully, go, we're turning people on to some interesting stuff. Yeah, go cook for a minute. Like, yeah. you know, pour a vodka, pour a fucking glass of of Nat Sec, and go yeah. get in the kitchen and. Fuck it up for a little while. Yeah. Do the dishes in the morning. Don't worry about it. Don't come down off the cross. <laughs> go to bed and just do the dishes in the morning. Have fun, right? <laughs> yep, absolutely. All right. Thanks for listening to Good Looking Out. Thanks, as always, to Kaya Fisher for the audio engineering assistance. If you want to hit us up, please do on Twitter, at GLO Podcast. And if you can just take a minute and do me a favor... Right-click on the, our podcast listing in iTunes. There'll be an option to view the show page in iTunes. Do that and give us a little rating. Give us a blurb. Say something. Say yeah. something. Say hello. We'd yeah. love to hear from you. Yes. Yeah. Just a, a big no dick pic. So. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks very much. Thanks, Thanks Steve. Steve.